podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Post-Conference Presser from Anfield Index. It's Europe this time, isn't it, ladies and gents? It's LASK, it's Thursday, it was Jurgen Klopp and it was Cody Gakpo as well because, as we know, with the Europa Games, he is always joined by a player which usually gives a bit away as to who'll be playing, who'll be on the block, so to speak. So then the safe bet, safe money has Cody Gakpo definitively in the lineup, And that's something we'll come to to later, ladies and gents. So, as normal, we'll whiz through the questions and the answers asked to and given by Jurgen Klopp and Cody Gakpo. We'll look back to the City game from Saturday from the weekend, talk about the potential clues for that one, because there might still be a few. We'll talk about Lask, what they bring, the men from Linz, the, the threats potentially, the complacency even, who knows. I'll give my predicted lineup my predicted formation and my predicted score and scorers. So plenty to talk about, plenty to get through. And I'll do it a bit in reverse because interestingly, it's usually been the player that goes first, then Klopp, but this time Jürgen went first and then Cody Gakpo. So I'll go to the player and keep it in the standard format. So a few interesting questions, I think, which were danced around for Cody Gakpo, but then we got to it. So he was asked, you know, you've played in a few different positions, you know, a few different roles this season. How you find that? And he's like, yeah, I played in a few different positions. Like striker was all last season. This season it's been midfield and striker as well. I can do better. And obviously I want to become a better player all the time. It went well, but I know I can do better. It's It was kind of danced around this a bit with, with Cody. And I'm only really going to read one more thing because he was asked a question and gave an answer, which I think kind of got to it or the, the gist of what the first journalist was trying to dance around. So someone asked, good question, is there is a competition between you and Darwin? And he said, yeah, he's doing great. And what you say, it's like a competition. We both keep working hard and being the players we can be to help the team. This is what a couple of journalists were dancing around. I mean, let's be honest, ladies and gents, this season, no one, well, no, no one, maybe that's wrong, but I don't think everyone expected it to be the situation it is now based on what happened last season because Gakpo was very much the starting centre forward, you know, a di- different skill set, I'd say, as we all accept to, to Nunes. But this season, I don't think there's any debate that it's Darwin is the starting forward and Cody is almost a, a backup and also, as we're asked by a few journos, can play in a few different positions, can't he? And that's how we've utilised him this season. We've used him in the midfield three. He's been the left-sided one, as the entire. So we've been sure. 
We have used him on occasions in the front line for the Cups, for Europa, but also on the left wing occasionally. Now, what they were driving at, let's be honest, a couple of things. Number one, are you accepting that you're behind Darwin in the pecking order? That's what you're trying to drive at without getting him to say it. That's not a dig at the journalists. It's just the, you know, the questions, the, the feelings they're trying to elicit. At the same time, it's also saying, as you know the expression, jack of all trades, master of none. That's what it's almost alluding to, that Cody, you keep playing these different roles. Does that bring a difficulty? You know, could I ask, does that bring a difficulty? Do you enjoy that? Maybe it could have been asked a different way. That's not a dig. It's just what was being alluded to or what was trying to be uncovered, shall we say. To be fair to Gakpo, for his young age, his experience, he was the PSV captain. You know, he's a senior player within the Dutch setup. He's got experience, so he batted them away nicely. But he's going to start. It's a good chance for him to, to shine, get goals, which he has in the Cups as well. It's important to say. So it would be good to see him on the score sheet tomorrow night. But before that, the main man came early this time. And ladies and gents, I have no doubt the first question, the biggest thing from the press conference, which if you've not seen already, will be clipped everywhere, was asked about Jota and Alisson. What's the injury update, Jürgen? He said both are out. Alisson is a bit lesser of a problem, or Ali as he called him. He can't play today, Sunday, he paused, or probably a week after. It's not as bad. There was a blank there, an inference of Diogo, but it's bad enough. Diogo is a bit longer. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. But more severe. Now, a couple of things on this. First thing to say, and this is a bit of a disclaimer, this is not a dig. Jürgen doesn't give full detail. Liverpool have lied in these types of things before as well. So there's always that kind of just be aware, shall we say, you know, that we're not always the most accurate in timescales or most honest. And there's not, you know, different reasons for that. But there's a clear inference there and a clear hope, if you draw that timeline, that Alisson would be back for Manchester United. That is not, compared to what it could have been, a bad case scenario at all. Let's think honestly about this. If you look at the games in between, nothing's easy in the Premier League, I accept that. But Fulham at home, there's also games like Sheffield United in between. There's a few that you're looking and thinking, if I had to have Alisson out, no one wants it, but if I had to have Alisson out, these are not the worst games in the world. Also. If, if you can get him back for United, Alisson is then in the side for that key running, isn't he? You're then thinking United is there for, Arsenal is there for, Newcastle is there for, that big period at home. And Jurgen Klopp talked about how chaotic and about this period, which we'll come on to. But personally, it's never great news when a player's injured, but almost the best I think we could expect. So I'm not downheartened too much by that. 
Diogo Jota. I love this player. He's so effective. But he picks up injuries. That's just a standard thing. Diogo Jota, every season at Anfield, has pretty much picked up injuries. It's just an unfortunate truth that we can't deny. You think back to last season, the City game, which was far more serious when he went down, but think how much of a chunk, a large part of the season he missed. So when Jürgen says it's more severe and a bit longer, again, with that openness, and you, you, this is where so muscle memory comes back in a way for us as fans, you start thinking, Badge set it. You start thinking Tiago, as in how long is this actually going to be? Especially, especially for a player that has struggled with injuries. So, yeah, muscle injuries as well, specifically. So, we're praying on that. But, yeah, there's a bit of open-endedness, which is maybe a good thing with Jota. But we wanted the news. We got the news. And that is the latest injury update, people. Is then asked about when well, actually Kelleher's going to step in? Is that why you kept him around? And he was not not flippant, not glib, but kind of said to Jonas Lay, you've answered your own question. We knew we want to have Queeve around for these moments. No one wants Dali injured, but if these things happen, you have the strongest possible option, and that's Queeve. That is the only positive about it. Now he gets the opportunity he deserves, and he would have played anyway tomorrow night. It's a chance to show his full potential. I've spoken about this on a few pods with Kelleher. I like him as a player, but almost the idea of Kelleher seems better than when we've seen the reality that we talk about him being good with his feet. We talk about the penalty shootout saves and, you know, in the cups, that type of thing. We talk about, you know, young potential. A lot of that goes back away. A lot of that, you do. De- is it fully true? He's not young anymore. It's his birthday the other day, wasn't it? You know, he's mid-20s now. This is not a young player. And this is a player with less than 100 appearances against his name, you know, for a sample size. Additionally, you're talking about a player that made a mistake, you know, in the clearance, got lucky a bit when Trent clears it on the line against Toulouse, could have done better for their goal. Didn't really have a great game in Toulouse. You look at his handling for a couple of the goals as well. People, and this isn't trying to dig him out, it's just being honest. People will also look at things and say, look at the saves he made against Bournemouth. Yes, fair play. But you look at their goal from the corner, it looks a little bit rattled, doesn't it? There's, the reality, I find, isn't quite as good as the idea. However, in his defence at the same time, if I'm coming with this, he's talked about in press conferences the need for rhythm. And this might just be the chance. This is a real chance for him to say, look, I can play a few games in a row, Look, I can get into rhythm. Look at what I can do. I would love it. And I mean, absolutely love it, Kevin Keegan style, if we're talking about Kelleher as like, look, he's had a run of games. Look how good he's done. It's all about looking and what do we see over this period. Up to, it sounds like, it's not a guaranteed, but up to this United game. That's what we're reading from what Jürgen said. He was also asked... What are you looking at for tomorrow against, you know, an interesting game against Lask? And it's not a dead group. It's not a dead rubble. We hoped it'd be because the Toulouse was pretty abject, wasn't it? He said, it's beginning of the most intense period of the season. We're playing Thursday, Sunday, then a Wednesday, Saturday. It's super tough. And I don't know the next game after that, but it's four games in a short period. I have to make decisions. That's clear. It's not just about qualifying. It's about winning a football game against 
an important team. Linz have played a really good season and we respect that. We have to make an atmosphere. I want us to do a proper European night at Anfield and really go for it. I'll line up a team with fresh legs who will go for it, wants to enjoy the game and fight for a result. If Anfield wants to do the same, that would be massively helpful. We as a team have 100% arrived in this competition. I like that. Bit of bullishness from the, the manager. This is not a dead rubber, you know, because of Toulouse, what's happened. There's things riding on this game. We need to win this to obviously qualify. The, the group is not dead by any means. You want to finish top so you don't have that playoff, as we know as well. So it's got to be right. It's clear that it's going to make changes. I think we knew that anyway, but it's quite clear he's going to make those changes and give fresh legs. He expects energy pressing that he talked about from that team. He's looking for Anfield to say, don't just think this is going to be a standard. We're going to blow them over easily. Get behind the boys. Make it happen for them a little bit, so to speak. So I like that. I really did. Because he also talked about, or was asked about, I should say, a Toulouse and whether that was a reminder, you know, a good lesson, a wake-up call. Said we didn't need that. We love to have won the game and played better, but we didn't. It wasn't needed and it wasn't helpful. It's before interact national break and a lot of things happened that I won't mention. I think we all know what they are. We want to win tomorrow night and win in Belgium. If we don't win, it can become a super intense period and be even tougher. All about performing and really going for it. We need to be super aware about them around set pieces. To lose, hopefully, is a one-off. Yeah, we all hope the same, don't we? To lose is a one-off. These will look for set pieces. These will be hoping, last Linz, that we are complacent. We are not focused on this game. That is what they will be looking for, absolutely. They will be hoping that maybe a second string that aren't fully cooked, as it were, aren't fully ready. Maybe the likes of, as you say, Simicass, Kelleher, players that not just branding them together as a unique skill set, but players that haven't had that run, which we'll come on to because he talked about Simicass as well. But we've got to be on it from the off tomorrow night. Get it dead, get it buried, move on. Naturally, then the final point I'll mention, he was asked about Simicass and his run. And he said, he obviously needed rhythm and he wasn't now flying since he came into the team. He knows that himself. And it's very important for a player who's waiting that time for a run of games. And it's not always like this. He's improved the last two games, though, which were really good. Brentford, you can see how big a change after he set up the goal and he's much more stable. We know if he stays well, we know he can produce beautiful things like set pieces, crosses, etc. So I'm really happy with him. Not often you think, ladies and gents, that you'd hear the name Kostas Simikas and beautiful in the same sentence, but that is what Jurgen Klopp chose to use, wasn't it? So that's what we'll go with. The last few performances have been good. Brentford wasn't scintillating a different type of game, but a couple of assists. You've got to give him the credit with that. City, there was worry when he was on the team sheet, wasn't there? But he performed well. You've got to give him that. Maybe not as well as others, but you can't really expect or ask any more. I know David Lynch has talked about it in great depth as well. Are you in his thoughts? Are you going to get a better second choice left back anywhere and look at what he's done? So I think you've got to give Costas some credit for recent performances. And maybe, as Jurgen says, there's that element. He's on a run. He's getting minutes. He's getting games. Maybe that plays a key part. So you've got to keep that in mind as well. Maybe Kelleher might be the same. Let's see. So we move on to City Clues because that was the last game, the 1-1 draw at the weekend. 
The outcome was really good. The performance, maybe not so much. Punctuated by an outstanding goal by Trent Alexander-Arnold. And a lot to talk about his game, his performance, but... Hello. I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, they're every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. The pass from Salah was okay, but the control with the outside of the boot and airing it through bodies into that bottom corner, absolutely superb. Let's be honest, at times we weren't great. City weren't great either. It wasn't as it's made out to be this elite slugfest where people thought three all, goals galore. It was cagey. It had the 12-30 field, didn't, didn't it? Let's be honest on that. The counter-attacks, we had them and everything seemed to go up well up to that last part, whether it be the last pass, we seemed to hesitate, slow down, whether it be that, you have to be honest, Nunes has played and he couldn't quite get his touch right to get the shot off. The pass was at an angle behind him. We didn't get Salah a shot. So it wasn't great overall, but the outcome outweighs the performance in that one. A point at City when they've won the last 23 in a row in 2023. Good. So let's look at it that way. For the clues that we talk about, it's more about who didn't play or who came off the subs bench. So you have to look at that. Harvey came off the subs bench, had a bit of an impact. Diaz came off the subs bench. Not too much, but a bit of an impact. Gravenberch came off the subs bench. Christ, did he have a, an impact? Absolutely breezed past Rodri in his slipstream, still wiping off the dirt from the trails he left in and getting the wipers on, eh? But yeah, Grav just continues and, you know, you've got to give him props for that. A few others as well, but Endo even got on. <laughs> Didn't do too much, but wiped out Doku for a yellow card, which was pleasing in one sense. A bit of a harder whack would have made earlier, would have made it easier. But that's the biggest clues, isn't it? Who didn't play, probably, because you are starting to see, or I think you will see, especially during this period, as Jürgen alluded to, rotation, a cup team, and it will be easier to define, I think, who's first choice and who's second choice. That's just the honest perspective around it for me. Big shout out this game as well. A player that's changing a lot of opinions at the moment, not long term, but at the immediate future, Joel Matip. Outstanding against City. Outstanding. There's an argument now, and you'll all have different opinions. People may laugh. People may see it as one way. But there is an argument. You have to, and you can make this, that Joel Matip in current form is relegating Ibu Kanate to third choice, as in Matip is the best partner for Van Dijk. He's the best at coming out from the back. We know that and making things happen. But look at this game against City. He was calm. He was composed. 
he had a really strong performance. He made crucial blocks, won his headers, did really well. At the same time, it's not been the greatest of seasons for Ibu, mainly because it seems to get, again, these muscle strains, be out for a few games. There's, there's also been games when he's played that it's Ibu, we love him, and he's a quality and the attributes are there, but you just decision-making attributes, a bit rash, you know, that's still to learn that younger centre-half style. There's times when you cannot win the ball through the man, but you can slow him down, you can hold him up, and that is the job at times. So at this moment, not talking long-term, not talking contract when or anyone starts jumping on that, but at this moment in time, you can make an argument for Joel Matip being the current best partner for Virgil van Dijk. You know you can. How do you see it? He's up to you. And then the last threats. This is an interesting side. It really is. If you look in the Austrian league, they are third, doing quite well. They are bottom of the group, which people will obviously drift towards, and they'll say they've only won one game and lost the rest. That's one thing. You look at the players, set pieces they've got, a threat from, as Jürgen mentioned, I think Zulic is pronounced as their top goal scorer with six goals. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. The most interesting thing about this team is the managers maybe helped us a bit because he was very respectful after the, the game away. But just recently, he's had a bit of a go at Jurgen Klopp and this has been across quite a lot of the uh, Austrian news. We've had that insight from a few Austrian Liverpool fans in that regard saying... They sound a bit arrogant, you know, in the way he's talking about it and the changes he's been talking about making. So be interesting to see if that comes up at all. But yeah, if anyone's clocked it, their manager has been a bit disparaging, let's say that, about Jurgen Klopp. Not that I think it makes much difference in regards to Jurgen. I don't think he's given it two thoughts. That, that's my honest opinion. But little things like that just get noticed by people, help to, to stoke things. And it's good in a way because... The biggest threat for me is the two elements, the rotated team and how fresh are they, how ready to go are they, are they undercooked almost, have we seen that rhythm? And the second element, complacency. And that could be from the fans as well, that we're going to turn up as easy as from those nights, you know, it'll just happen, we'll watch goals galore. I think complacency kicked in, I have to be honest, a bit against Toulouse. It didn't seem right. A lot of things, but especially the attitude that night, did it? They look exhausted and it's part of it and not even... Never going to say not arsed. That would be completely wrong to say, but fully focused, fully into it. It didn't look like that, did it? Let's be completely, completely honest. So there are threats with last. We should win. 
even with the second choice and the people, we should win, but we've just got to be aware of that. And it'd be great to get a good start, get it in the bag early and go from there. Moving on to formation and lineup, people. It's this, the hybrid rev, you want to call it. it, seems here to stay. It's not going to change at all. Maybe the key thing is who I don't want. I don't want to see Salah, Zabozlai anywhere near this lineup at all. I wouldn't be happy if they weren't in the squad, but I think they will be just as a break glass in case of emergency type of thing. I think Darwin will be on the bench. It's tough. I think I think Curtis will be on the bench as well. So there, there will be a decent options on the bench. But again, I'm quite happy if we finish this game with a win. That is the ideal scenario, I know. And a lot of these players do not have minutes. More than comfortable with that. So they're ready to go for Fulham at home on Sunday. Be more absolutely delighted with that, being honest. However, how do I think we'll line up? I think it'll be Kelleher. I think Gomez will play the inverted right-back role. I think Kwanzaa, Kanate, and Luke Chambers. I think Luke Chambers did more than enough to earn another start, You know, give him a chance at, at left-back. Kostas needs the rest as well. I know people are going to say, oh, well, you know, he's not played that many games. But as Jurgen Klopp talked about, it's the most intensive period. So that's my back line. In the midfield, Endo will give someone a whack and get a yellow card. Grav on the left, Grav and Burke. And Harvey on the right-hand side. And again, two players that I would love to see have a really good game because especially from the cameos, Harvey's been great. It'd be good to see him do it really well in a start, even against last. It would also, we want to see Gravenberg really keeping that up. We want to see Gravenberg in the fight with Curtis on that left-hand side. And maybe horses for course is a different game, but you want the conversation to be, or oh, we could have either in its quality. So you want Gravenberg to keep up his run of form. You really do. Up front, Diaz on the left makes sense. He came on as a sub, so we're fresh, ready to go. Gapo, the same, don't have many minutes, did he? Came on with all the other forwards that are available at the time. And Ben Doak. Ben Doak, I'd, I'd love to see start. Not only Ben Doak start, I'd love to see Ben Doak get a great performance because there was a lot of things heralded to this kid. Expectations may be unrealistic a bit, if we're honest. And people, I've seen a few murmurings of, Oh, you know, he's not scored, is it? all that type of thing, depending on pre-season. This is a young kid. He's just old enough to sign that first full adult professional contract. There's been flashes at times, but he's also played in games where Liverpool haven't been, A, at their fluent attacking best, or with, you know, the other full strength of the lineup. because normally it's Salah out, him in. That That's the nature of his role a bit at the moment. Also, what was interesting with Ben Doak, if anyone clocked it, he did a full interview, didn't he, with LiverpoolFC.com. So it's a good one to read. Very much he talked about how Salah is almost like taking that leadership role for under him. He's under his wing there. But also it's great to see a young man given a bit of exposure. You know, they're exposing him to those types of things you can see and trying to bring him along and developing. I just think it would be great for his confidence to get a, a goal and assist that way. The other thing in the, the minutes, and again, this will depend on what happens because if it goes wrong for any reason, the cavalry's there, no doubt about it. And maybe they will still get 25, 30 minutes. I'd expect that, you know, even though if I don't like it, that's what I expect. But it would be great to see other things like Scanlon. It'd be great to see him get minutes as well. Raw, fast, energy. We like. We don't mind seeing that. Cade Gordon as well. I mean, both those boys were left out amongst others, like James McConnell, the Youth Cup side, weren't they, the other night, the one that lost 3-1. But more important, they were left out. And you're hoping it's because they're going to get minutes here, especially Cade Gordon. He's had a horrendous time, hasn't he, with, with injuries. But the potential 
you know, he's been heralded for a while with Cade ever since we bought him for that from Derby County for that fee. I would love to see him get minutes. I'd love to see him do something tomorrow night as well. But just to get on the pitch, that type of thing, there's a lot of wishes I've got for tomorrow night against the team that's bottom in the Europa League. But that is just how it is. So score and scorers, people. Honest assessment, I think the score will be 3-1, just because we probably shit one from a set piece. I mean, they scored a good goal, didn't they, in the, from the corner in the first one for Darwin equalised through the penalty. And then we took it away from there when Diaz puts it in from a brilliant Gravenberg cross and Mo Salah stabs it in as well from a Darwin pass. So I suspect it will be 3-1, almost the reverse. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a set piece or just one of those type of goals that's a bit stuffy or a bit scrappy. It is what it is. Goal scorer, the first goal scorer, I don't know. This is completely, completely the heart talking. I would love to see Ben Doke get that first goal. I really would. I think it'd be good for him. I think it'd be good for the side. I'm edging my bets. You know, I'm going to say having two guesses or whatever. I do think my head is telling me that Cody Gakpo gets one of his rebounds, his tap-in, you know, at the back post, that type of one for our opening goal. But the heart is telling me Ben Doak is going to get it, and I would love to see that. So 3-1, Doak is what my heart is telling me. Your head might be different. Your opinions might be different. But this is the beginning of a big week for Liverpool. The ultimate thing to say is, I want to win. There's no wiggle room with injuries anymore. This period's getting crazy. I and mean, already we've got Alisson, Jota, Robbo out. These other sides talk about their injuries as though we've never had it and now are, you know, unprecedented. Never mind from a side that once had Reese Williams and Nat Phillips at centre back. But we've done all right. We've got a lot of players back for City. But Jota, Alisson, and Robbo, those are first teamers, as in squad bench options at worst. Let's be clear with Jota. But Robbo and Alisson are big starters for us. We can't be building up the injuries. The games are coming, as Jürgen talked about, thick and fast. This is the most intense period of the season coming up. That bit of luck is needed. Put it this way, I'd rather win 1-0 and it's scrappy with no injuries than win 5-0 and a big player like Nunez or someone like that goes off. So touch wood, hammering it there, nothing happens like that. But... We will find out tomorrow night, won't we, ladies and gentlemen? And that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.